Distractions. Everybody gets distracted every now and again. It's part of our human condition that we can't stay focused on anything for more than, say, 10 to 15 minutes at a time. So getting distracted is just part of what we do. But when you're someone who's trying to write a story or a novel or perhaps you have some kind of creative pursuit, getting distracted is more than just something that happens naturally. It's frustrating beyond belief. In this episode of The Writer's Lens, I'll be talking about distractions and how we can possibly alleviate some of them as we're chasing after our passion project. This is Josh J.C. Felto for The Writer's Lens. This is episode 43, The Incredible and Mind-Numbing Power of Distraction. All right, well, welcome back, everyone, to The Writer's Lens. Uh, this is Josh J.C. Felto. And uh, as the intro said in this episode, I am still tracking with publishing my second novel, The Shadow of Mars. And uh, if you missed the last episode, I was talking about writer's block, why we get it, you know, how it comes along, and what are some ways we can overcome it. And I felt like the natural progression to the next episode of this series when talking about getting a book published or just finishing a book idea was to talk about the nature of distraction and what it looks like, uh, you know, how it comes along, what does it mean to a creative person, to a writer, uh, how do we identify those kinds of things. I just thought that this would be the next best place to go in talking about publishing a book from, from uh, conception to actually uh, fulfilling the goal of, of publishing it. So distraction, here we go, <laughs> if, I, if I cannot get distracted throughout this, this podcast. Uh, but, but anyway, what is a distraction? Okay. So let's just start pretty basic. You know, what is a distraction as it, as it stands? Well, it's pretty much anything that keeps you from attaining a goal that you've set out to do. And I think one of the most basic examples of this is that let's say you have to change a light bulb and you're going up there, you're changing it. It's taking a little bit of time to do so. And let's say, uh, you have a cat that starts meowing incessantly and you can't focus or you have a dog that's barking and you can't focus, or you have a child that's running around with scissors and you can't focus anymore. You got to go take the scissors off the child uh, and then promptly put the scissors in a place where uh, the child can never get them again. So, uh, so, but you get the point is that you, you had something in mind, you were setting out to do it. And then something comes along that grabs your attention. It just it is begging you to stop what you're doing and go and do some that other thing. Attend to the new thing that is that is now within your sphere of, of, uh, of grasp or or uh, influence. And sometimes distractions are things you should absolutely give attention to. So if your child was running around with scissors in their hands, then yes, you need to go over and stop that from happening because you know of the the terrible things that can happen if you if you don't take the scissors from your child. But when it comes to doing things like a creative project, like me writing a book, I can get distracted pretty easily from writing, doing research, editing, proofreading, whatever I'm doing. And it's not always so obvious that what I'm being distracted by is something I need to give my attention to. Because unlike my child that could be running around with scissors in their hands and something terrible could happen, most of the time, I'm just sitting around by myself and I have an hour or two to do some work on, on my book and I know I want to do it and I sit down, I open up my laptop or I crack open my, my pen and pad and I start thinking about what I'm going to outline and all of a sudden, my mind becomes filled with a million and one other things. 
Let's check Facebook, right? Like, like, let's see what's going on with Facebook. I wonder what happened with that post that that person put out the other day. Did anyone respond to it? Or, man, you know, I a couple birthdays are coming up. I should really be thinking about gifts for my brothers or for my wife, okay, or for my parents. Or, man, you know what? Uh, what is the best way for me to get to that that location I have to drive to for work? I think I have some I have some time now. I'll just Google Map it and I'll get right back to what I was doing. See, it's not as obvious, I think, that whenever we have a passion project that a distraction can pop up and it's not always in the guise of something that's obvious. A lot of times it's just something that takes our attention away from the priority of the moment. And that happens to me, I feel like, quite a bit. And it's, it's, it's not to blame it on the world of social media or the, the frenzy of information that's available to us, things like that. Those are obvious resources that we have available to us, especially here in the West, that people can get their hands on pretty readily. So I'm not going to just blame it on the ability to jump on my phone or on my computer and get lost in social media surfing. I'm not going to say that that's uh, a legit way to say that I, that's how you get distracted. But there is sort of this draw away from your creative endeavors. And it's veiled in some sense by an underlying problem. And it's not so much that the priority isn't there. Because you know one of your priorities is that you want to write this book. Or you want to get this business off the ground. Or you want to get this passion project going. But what might be veiled underneath that distraction is maybe fear. You know, there's a fear of actually going through the process and finishing your work. There's a fear of being rejected. There's a fear of, of not sounding as professional or as good as it is inside your head. And just kind of hearkening back to my last episode, this was one of the things that can cause us to get writer's block, is to experience some kind of innate fear. Uh, this fear of, of actually having to finish what we've started when it would be so much easier just to put our attention on something else that I know I can complete and no one will judge me for it. Or I know there's something else that I can attend to that might be in, again, the, the you know, my realm of responsibility that I should get to eventually. You know, I should unload the, you know, I should unload the dishwasher. Well, that could probably wait for another hour. Okay, I can, I can do that before I go to bed. Or I got to change out the laundry. You know, that could wait another hour. But these are things that can be distractions that if we allow our minds to drift there, then we can't focus on whatever it is that uh, we're trying to do. So uh, so one of the things I've, I've tried to, to do to alleviate this about how my mind can kind of race, because I know I can probably be a little more anxious than other people just because uh, it's not that I try to multitask a lot. It's just that I'm always kind of jumping around with ideas in my head and I'm always jumping around with with new thoughts and creative arcs and just, you know, being inspired from here to there. Uh, I, I tend to be kind of an idea guy, but I also try to be as efficient as I can with projecting those ideas in the right direction. So when I do get an idea, I got to write it down. I got to I got to get it on paper or get it in my computer and then I can get back to it later. But if I don't do it right away, will I lose the idea? And that's also another fear of mine is that I can get distracted too easily. I could get my mind on something else. And it doesn't even have to be a priority. It could just be anything. It could be, uh, you know, uh, having to clean up the living room or, uh, you know, put gas in my car or something. Like there's something that I have to think about doing. 
So this also really bleeds into the area of how are you assigning the priorities of your day? How are you assigning the priorities of your week or your month or whatever those might be? So as a creative person, defining what your priorities are and defining even what your distractions can be when you're trying to work on something can be really helpful. And I'm going to try to unpack this idea a bit uh, throughout the remainder of this episode because only you really have the ability to define what your priorities are. Okay, what what you think are your priorities are things that you have to define for yourself. And I, I don't, I know that sounds probably like a Hallmark gift card or like a like an inspirational meme you might find on the internet. Like you have to define it for yourself, you know, or, or some like line from a famous film or whatever. But but really is true. Like you have to figure out what are your priorities and how are you going to align them in such in such a way that you can get to all of them and you're not going to get too distracted in the process of lining up those priorities. So as I've said in other podcasts, this is paramount to becoming a more efficient writer, putting your priorities in line, knowing exactly what it is that you have to get done in any given day, and then carving out that time for your, you know, for your, for your writing or for your reading or for whatever it might be that, that you want to do when you have some downtime and to not let yourself get distracted in the process. And the thing about it, as far as defining distractions go, I think it's more of a, uh, a self-awareness that we have to develop when it comes to being distracted or recognizing when we are being distracted, because it's not to say that all distractions are bad. Okay. Like, uh, I, I don't want to give this message as though every single distraction you face in your life is inherently something evil right? Like, you know, like the, the devil is tempting you to do something else when really you should be focused on that great book idea that you're doing. Okay. No, I, I don't want to paint this picture like that because let's be honest, nobody is a hundred percent efficient all the time while they're awake. It's just, it's humanly impossible. I mean, maybe guys like Elon Musk or Bill Gates or somebody who's a crazy worker, they might be really, really efficient in what they do. But outside the realm of the crazy Uber workers uh, that are out there being hyperproductive, if you can still get your, your projects done, it's just a matter of understanding that being distracted is part of the process and learning how to cultivate a better habit of getting to that point where this is my hour or two for me that I know I'm going to set aside for my work that I want to work on and I'm going to go work on it. And recognizing the things that will distract you. So for me, I try to put my phone somewhere else. I put it in another room. Okay. I, I don't want my phone next to me if I'm at home writing, or even if I'm doing this podcast, like I don't want the temptation of wanting to look on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or check my emails, right. Or think about an old idea on Evernote that I want to get back on there and, and start typing out. No, I want to eliminate any of the things that might grab my attention in the moment and force me to swivel my head over and say, okay, this needs my attention now, or this is more important. Because again, if I'm putting my priorities in line, I can recognize that this is the time I've allotted for myself, and I shouldn't allow myself to get distracted in the midst of it. But again, like I said, not all distractions are bad, okay? They're, they're, they're not all evil things. Like I said with, before with the example of changing a light bulb and your child's running around with scissors in their hands, 
you need to attend to that. Okay. You need to attend to the situation because you don't want it to turn horrible. So in that midst, you can be a hero. I mean, you could be a hero for the distraction, you know, go and save your child from running around with scissors. And then, like I said, put them somewhere that the child can not get the scissors ever again. So uh, anyway, <laughs> on the, on the outside chance that that kind of thing might happen uh, just, just to recognize that, but but to not beat yourself up over being distracted too. I think this is something too that I think in the early days of my writing, I was so good at doing was just beating myself up when I got distracted. And I knew a lot of the reason why I was getting distracted though was because of those, those sort of inner fears that I had, the fear of finishing my project, the fear of actually getting to see what it will look like when, I, when the idea is fully fleshed out. There was such a fear of that knowing that I might not be ready to write whatever I wanted to write, that the idea was not just ready to be fully birthed. And to stare that in the face uh, and know that it was not ready it was, was a little bit terrifying. And it was like, well, maybe I'll put this off till tomorrow, right? Like, I'll, I'll go play that video game now, or, you know, I'll, I'll go see what my wife is doing, or I'll, you know, I'll go, uh, I, who knows, maybe I'll go draw, you know, or something like that, or just anything that's easy an easy way out to not tend to the thing that I'm uh, that I'm currently trying to do, and uh, that can be maddening to some point because as the days start to rack up and the and the weeks go by and the months go by, suddenly if you have that self-reflective moment and you look back in time and you just go, oh my gosh, I've wasted so much time. You know, I've wasted so much time letting myself get distracted, and it's kind of all on me, right? Like it's all on me. And it's so easy to get sort of guilt ridden over this and to kind of hang this over our heads and make it feel like there's this huge burden on us now because we can't finish our projects. We can't finish that that ridden thing that we've been wanting to get at for, for weeks or months. And the only person we have to blame is ourselves because we haven't prioritized, right? Like we haven't actually created a list of priorities that we can stick to. So again, a lot of that can be fear. You know, a lot of that can be uh, just a generalized fear of actually looking our, our project in the face when it's all said and done and not being satisfied with it and feeling like I'm going to have to start all over on this thing. I'd rather delay it as I feel like I'm more confident as I'm going forward. And that could be wisdom speaking in some, in some situations. But generally speaking, just getting the idea out there making sure that you're giving it the time you need to in order to actually bring it to fruition, I, again, I said, is, is incredibly important to any creative. You, you have to give yourself space to breathe uh, to, to make this thing happen. So, but, but again, it's not, a, it's not a horrible thing to be distracted, okay? It's, it's actually a good thing to be distracted sometimes, okay? I mean, if, if we're too focused, okay, let's, let's turn this around a little bit. If we're too focused on something, and we've really prioritized it, then we make an idol out of it. You know, we, we, we turn it into something that's going to give us all of our happiness, right? We've, we've turned it into this thing that as soon as it's done, I will have reached my most joyous state of my life, okay? Like once I've ridden this thing or I've, I've launched this program or I've created this platform or whatever it is, I, I will have finally achieved the status that I've been long, long wanting, you know, for, for however long I've been working on this. And that's not good, okay? We, we don't want to wrap our, our complete identities up in our passion projects, right? We, we, we don't want to do that. There's just too much pressure there 
for it to fail. And then if it fails, then that means we fail completely. And that's, and that's not a good thing. I mean, as much as I love my stories, as much as I love my books, as much as I love working on them and, and trying to bring them to completion and, and actually bringing them to completion like I have in the past, I don't wrap my entire identity up in the completing of any book idea. And, and I don't say that as though it was something easy to detach myself from because it, it has not been an easy process of detaching myself from that. Because I can tell you with, uh, with a lot of transparency, eight, nine, ten years ago when I, when I first started thinking about writing books, my entire identity was wrapped up in wanting to be a, a published author. I thought that if I became a published author, then finally my life would be in order. Finally, I would start feeling some happiness, some joy for my life. And so becoming a writer was, was more than just an escape. It was more than just therapy for me on the side. It was this, this state of being that I was going to reach like a nirvana where I was, I was not going to have any more trouble, you know, any more anxiety of my thoughts. And it was all going to be rainbows and butterflies. And granted, this is, this is the wrong state of mind to have, all right? This is the wrong state of mind. And looking back again, uh, with going back and self-reflecting on that, one of the problems that I was having is that I wasn't setting my priorities in line. You know, I was not setting an actual good uh, listing of priorities. Like what was, you know, what was the top priority of my life that was going to give me freedom to work on other things so that I could be distracted when, when it was necessary. But like I said, give me that space, but at the same time, not wrap myself in this, this whole entity of writing a book so that everything depended upon it, upon it succeeding. So, so again, trying to wrap this around to the idea of getting distracted, uh, for, for a creative person, it's going to happen. It's going to happen to you. You're going to get distracted. Okay. You're going to get pulled off the rails every now and again. And it's not always going to be as obvious. Like I said, you know, a child's running around with scissors and you need to attend to that distraction, right? You like, you need to actually deal with this. Uh, it's, it's taking you off your focus, but, but as a creative person, something that pulls you away from your focus, something that is perhaps self-serving or, you know, it's just feeding like your, I keep using the example of social media fix because it's, it's one of my great vices is, uh, is this thing that, that tears you away from the moment and keeps you from staying on that path of being focused on giving yourself that time, uh, that, that you've, that you've put away for yourself to work on your, on your book. And, I can tell you uh, personally, when I do utilize that hour or that 45 minutes or even that half hour that I've promised myself ahead of time and I've planned around it, that I'm not going to let myself get distracted, that I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to kind of put myself in a silo. I'm going to put the blinders on. I'm going to start working on this thing. In those times that I've done that, I've given myself that 30 minutes and I've worked on it and I've stepped away from it, even if I only did like a page. Like even if I wrote just a page of, of my book, I walk away feeling very satisfied. And it's not that I'm satisfied necessarily with my work. I'm more satisfied with the fact that I didn't allow myself to get off course. That I did give myself space to breathe like I promised myself. And that's a lot of self-gratification there. That's a lot of building the good habits, building the good disciplines that you need to build in order to be better at just you know, just time management, I guess would be a good way of putting it. And once you start to feed that 
you can then become better at it. You can get better at at recognizing when you work best, recognizing when uh, you know 30 minutes is 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 the longest you can work to be in the mode, right? That you're you're not going to get distracted, or or this is the the spot that I have to go to to work best. You know, for me, I like writing. Uh, in bed, sometimes I actually do like writing, even though I know that's that's not something that's recommended because that's where you sleep. But uh, I do work pretty well there. Uh, I do actually work pretty well in bed when I have to. And uh, in many cases, going to a coffee shop, you know, I have a specific spot that I have to sit in. <laughs> as, as anal retentive as that might sound, it works. And it was it was something, ironically enough, I learned in college: learning a study spot. Learning a space that you can go to where you are free of distractions, right? Because, because as I said before, and this is probably nothing new to anyone who's listening to this, we're always being just, just inundated with messages and information, and everything is trying to grab our attention all at once, all the time. So in order to get in that mode, in order to actually put our nose to the grindstone, we have to learn how to block out those those extra uh, bits of white noise and put ourselves in the best possible position to not get distracted and to focus up on whatever it is that we are doing. So what are some takeaways from this episode then? Uh, probably the biggest one is that everybody gets distracted. Okay, we all, we all get distracted from time to time. It's not something to beat yourself up about. Uh, you know, if you've been trying to, you know, get that business off the ground or you're, you know, you're working on this book, you're, you're trying to make your dream come true, distractions are going to be popping up all the time, okay? You're, you're just going to have to be able to filter through them. And like I said through this episode, learn how to define what are your distractions. You know, what is it around you in your immediate vicinity that, is a distraction, can be a distraction, and you need to remove yourself from it. I mean, fasting is something that uh, I've I've tried to do in the past, and I need to do better at in the you know even in the here and now and in the future. But learning how to break free from things that I think I need, or I think that I should have around me at all times, namely my phone, uh, is one of them. And just putting those away for a while, just to see how well I can do without them. Uh, because, you know, let's be honest, uh, everybody has a cell phone, it seems. You know, like pretty much everybody that I know anyway has a cell phone, or at least in the West is operating with a cell phone. And the need for it to be around you all the time, I mean, is it really that necessary? Like, is it really that necessary? So to fast from it, to break free from it, can possibly open up some avenues uh, can open up some space for you to work on something else. Uh, and the passion project could be fixing your house, could be working on a thesis paper, could be anything, you know, working on your relationship even. Uh, I try to use these other examples. I know that this is a writer's podcast. This is a creative podcast. But I think that this specific topic is not just as specific to writers as it is to kind of a general consensus of just being distracted. I mean, it's just human nature to get distracted by things because as I was saying earlier in this in this podcast, you know, everybody gets distracted and we can't be in production mode 100% of the time. I mean, we're just not geared that way. I mean, science has has proven this, you know, like we we do need to go on autopilot every once in a while so that our brains can kind of function in the background working out 
equations or solving problems for us in our unconscious mind that we just can't do in our conscious thinking all the time. It's just too much energy, too much attention to be given to it that, that you know we just can't do it. So keeping that at the forefront of our mind and, and recognizing that, that distraction is not an evil thing, okay? It's not a horrible thing uh, that, that we have to deal with from time to time. But it's something that we should be cognizant of if we're trying to do that passion project, if we're trying to write that book. Recognize what the distractions are of our life. You know, fast from them, okay? Take them out of your life if you have to. Remove yourself from the situation if, if you have to. And, and I'm not naive to this. I know that a lot of people, like myself included in this, have blind spots, as it relates to uh, being productive or thinking that you're more productive than you actually are. I mean, let's be honest, if you've been working on a singular book and four or five years have gone by and you're sitting there going, why isn't this thing done? It might be a good chance for you to reevaluate how you work, right? Like, are you getting distracted too much? Uh, you, know, are there, you know, are there things in your life that, that you can control or you can uh, influence around you in your immediate sphere of influence that you can remove yourself from you know it could be it could be something even uh, as serious as maybe a toxic relationship a toxic person in your life that's being a, a bad distraction that's kind of holding you back holding you down uh, you know I, I'm not going to be you know I'm not going to be the relationship advocate on this podcast again but there are certain things people that can come into our life that can hold us back in areas uh, but and we might have a blind spot there so engaging with a community of other writers, of other creatives who have similar goals. You know, I've said this time and again on this podcast, getting in a community of like-minded people that are trying to achieve their own passion projects and have their own goals for, for writing books or establishing media platforms. Try to find a group like that. Find some accountability. Keep yourself from getting so distracted from the goal because if it really is something that you feel in your bones, Maybe you feel like God has put this on your heart. Uh, you know, I know with my own writing, I, I, I sometimes feel that way. Then getting engaged with people that have a similar passion is just absolute must. And you have no excuses as far as I'm concerned. You have no excuses in this age of information sharing and uh, readily accessible uh, things that you can use or technologies you can use to get in touch with people. You should be able to find a community somewhere if you really are looking, okay? If you're really looking for a community, you can find one uh, to just kind of trade ideas with and, and keep you accountable and ultimately keep you from getting, uh, like I said before, too distracted because, again, everybody gets distracted, okay? Everybody gets distracted and uh, to not beat yourself up over it uh, in the long run of things. And, and I can say for my own book, The Shadow of Mars, as I bring this thing in for a close, I've been distracted a lot. I still deal with getting distracted on an everyday basis. Uh, sitting down, getting hungry. Oh man, should I have that late night snack ice cream? I really want to read this book, but man, that that ice cream just sounds so good right now. Or, or maybe I'd just rather pop on Netflix or something. You know, I just, you know, I'm just not really feeling it right now. Uh, I'd rather do something else rather than kind of work my brain at this particular juncture. Uh, or even read a book, you know, I, I'm, I, man, reading is, is such an important thing to, to build in your life and it's never too late to start reading and, and develop that habit. So, uh, I think those are a couple of other really good takeaways 
to, to, uh, to consider as far as being distracted and writing our stories. So I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode, guys, on distraction. I hope it didn't distract you too much from whatever it is that you are working on. <laughs> so uh, again, I appreciate all the support and all those who have been listening in uh, to this podcast. I love doing it. Uh, I hope you're enjoying uh, going through this journey with me as I publish my second book, The Shadow of Mars, which uh, is still being planned to launch uh, at some point in late 2018. I'm really hoping to meet that deadline and to stay uh, within the timeline that I've allotted for uh, myself. Speaking of distractions and time management, uh, so uh, if you're interested in supporting this podcast, as I always say, you can hop on over to Patreon. dot uh, com slash jcl felto and you can help me out there uh, to make this the best gosh darn creative slash writing podcast that there is on the internets uh, or as i said just like subscribe and comment you know i love to hear from you guys just to hear uh, you know what you're getting from this podcast so so i will leave you with that my friends i hope you have a great rest of the week and i'll see you back here in a few days time for another episode of the writer's lens